Hello, this is episode 134 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. This is an odd podcast for me. Um, I would like to talk about some of my writing in the last two years. It's very much an opinion podcast. In the last episode, I mentioned that I use black culture to show difference to students. To be honest, I didn't realize this was unusual for a white person or that it's not the general exposure as to how to see difference, representation, voice, and self-worth. Many of my exercises I've developed over the years to work with people to demonstrate difference are done in this way. But it shouldn't be culture. It should be history in massive bold letters. And I remember recording in my pandemic wish list weeks ago that I hope the inequalities and racism will be more obvious. I've written about the injustices all spread out of the clutter to see in their full glory. And now we are watching this unfold across America and globally. Will this be the final death? One too many? I've written a piece that's yet to be published called The Lost Segregated Voter, where I compare much of the global politics we're currently living in as to Lansing a boil, a disgusting process. But I'd like to talk about the correlation between literacy or illiterate and black writers. I was surprised this time last year to realize that black writers spoke to my soul in a way that I've never experienced as a reader with such bad dyslexia. It's so hard to explain the judgments and frustrations of being in education with such literacy challenges. No matter what you have achieved, you are always judged. You are still never good enough to be present in the room. You will automatically be seen as lazy, incompetent, or not belonging in such ivory towers. You'll read posts on your own timeline from people mocking pronunciation and grammar misuse, people who are supposedly admire your own achievements. I finished my formal education with a lecture on the pyramids of education and how I hadn't achieved enough to be in the room, despite having already had a first in my degree. When I read Zora Neale Hurston, for a start, it was a very hard read for me, and you'll laugh when I tell you that it took me 100 pages to realise that A-Y was I, as I can't break down words into sounds, only shapes, even now. But when she talks, it's the conversation tones. When we see inside our heads to her thoughts, they're so much more poetic and elegant. This is the gap for me. All people with literacy issues struggle to have a vocabulary, to have an elegant way to express their thoughts and ideas and thinking. They talk in things and stuff. To do so much work to be different. They don't have good word associations. It took so much for me to write as I speak, but it took even more for me to write as I speak in my head. And that gap is the judgment. And I always say with other disabilities that you don't first have to prove your intelligence to prove that you have a valid reason for not being able to do something. The same judgments you make in your unconscious bias, the way you see a black person before you, I never expected to have these writers speak to me on such a deep level, but now I eagerly await the next installments of James Baldwin and June Jordan in the post. And so I shouldn't be surprised that I've spent over a decade now using examples of Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King Jr. to show difference in every way to people, not just their skin tone, but their personalities, their actions, their reception and their reach. 
I once wrote, everyone is different, but some of us stick out more than others. I know we need to accept difference before we'll change anything. And in order to do this, each individual needs to understand themselves and then in relation to others. We have to want to be different, to embrace this. That's the only way we'll have history.